Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time since 9-11 the tunnel to towers foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country heroes like u.s army major jonathan turnbull major turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an isis suicide bomber the complete loss of his left eye a puncture to his right eye he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation tunnel to towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T, dot org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Loser mentality. Winner mentality. Those things are real things. You, maybe me, do we have a loser mentality? We'll talk about that tonight on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time to talk about the new right. This is a political wedge issue 
and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like gonna get, emo- uh, I'm gonna get emotional about this issue because I just, it's horrible. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's like kids who are bullied and it's like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous, um, but it is, it is a wedge issue. Sorry, I, I'm just, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. Isn't that beautiful? Let's talk for a moment. Before we get back to Jen Psaki and the new right and where we need to go, let's talk for a moment about mentalities, loser mentality and winner mentality. If you're a person, man or woman, and you've played sports at any point in your life, maybe joined the military at any point in your life, this will be very familiar to you, but I realize that's not everyone's past, so let's just talk about that for a moment. Winner mentality, they have a winning mentality. Develop a winning mentality. You've heard these words before, maybe in the movies, maybe from a coach, drill instructor, who knows, but you've heard these words before, and what does that mean? Well, if you take a winning sports team, uh, Chicago Bulls, back when Michael Jordan was there, this was a great example of it. You take a winning sports team. The Chicago Bulls basically won the title, I mean, for all the time when Michael Jordan was there. And if you ever see the players interviewed, you ever hear them talk, not just Jordan, all of them, they had a winning mentality. Now, what does that mean? Well, not only did they work hard enough to win, they expected to win. And they're just, so when it came to the end of the game, if it was a close one, because they were the Chicago Bulls and they won all the time, there was simply an expectation top to bottom from the coach back to the lowest bench player, they were going to win. And because that was the expectation, oftentimes they did win. But there's a flip side to that. Losing mentality. I've actually been on one of these before. I've been part of one of these before. I was on a basketball team at one point. I'm not going to go into the details of it. And we sucked. We just sucked. It was just one of those situations. All the good players went somewhere else. And we, we were, I mean, we were a bunch of average players to below average players. And obviously we love to play. But five, ten games into the season, we developed a losing mentality. I'm not calling us losers, but we had one. Yeah, we would work hard, but we didn't really expect we were going to win the next game because we had actually not won a game. We didn't win a game. So at some point in time, even during practice, I mean, well, I mean, we might as well, let's just, let's have some fun, I guess. I mean, we all know what's going to happen come game time. And then game time would come around and let's say, let's say we're even up four or five points. We would think it, sometimes we would even say it quietly, oh man, wonder how we'll blow this one or or the second we got down a little bit well it's over (laughs) that two-point lead for them will be 20 here shortly we got to the point where we expected to lose and then something even worse happened and this is going to come into play for you and me and all of us something even worse happened and this is common this is human nature we got to the place if we're being honest where we preferred to lose. 
It's not that we didn't love basketball. It's not that we didn't, weren't winners. It's not that we didn't want to win. But we got to a place where all we knew was losing, and losing was comfortable. And let's go, look, hey, all right, we're going to lose. We'll laugh about it on the bus ride home. No big deal. Hey, you know what? This will be funny. We'll talk about how Timmy screwed that shot up. We got to the point where we had lost for so long, we actually preferred it. And that is the Republican Party. If you're alive to watch me right now, that has been your entire existence. Maybe you don't personally share that. But let's be very, very frank about something right now. The Republican Party is supposed to be, you know, the Constitution, limited government, right? That's what we're supposed to be. It's what you want. It's what I want. Government has only grown for 100 years. It has never shrunk. doesn't matter how old you are. If you're watching the sound of, if you're watching me right now on the first TV on I'm Right, you've never had the government shrink in your lifetime. In fact, you could make an argument on a national level You've never had a political win. Now, you might be saying, well, we just had Trump. What do you mean to? Yes, I understand we've won an election. We've won several elections. Democrats are crazy. People get tired of them. We'll vote in a Republican. What really changes? What have we taken away from them? I understand we win elections and all of a sudden we slow them down or sometimes even temporarily stop them from taking things from us. What have we taken from them? Which of your rights have you gained more of? Name me one Republican nationally today, as an example, who's openly talking about the fact you should be allowed to have fully automatic weapons, and you should. Is there one? You don't see it, right? You've never seen it. What you see is, they can't take this. No, you can't do this. Because you and me, We have developed, through no fault of our own, a losing mentality. Because that's all we've ever known. All we've ever known is this. Point to something terrible Democrats are doing. Say something like, that's that's hypocrisy. That's wrong. We we can't. All we've ever known is pointing to them doing something while we do nothing and whining about it. That's it. And so because that has been our state of mind, that's the culture I've grown up in, you've grown up in on the right, it has seeped into every part of it. And now we prefer it. Not you personally. I'm not talking about you personally. As a party nationally, the right actually has gotten to the point where they prefer to lose. They don't want to make big gains. They don't want to take back your liberty. They don't want to take on the communists. They want to lose and then whine about it. That's because that's all they've ever known. That, that's what, if you're on the right, that's what you've been taught your entire life. That's what being on the right is. Lose, but complain. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because of this. I believe we are on the verge of two things happening, and they're both wonderful. One, we are on the verge of massive election wins in 2022. And I'm not talking about the House and the Senate. Yes, I think we're going to have big election wins there. That's fine. Good, good, good for them. Good. Look, it's better than having the Democrats in charge, right? But top to bottom, Democrats are about to be slaughtered in this election cycle in a way that you've probably never seen, that I've never seen in my lifetime. School boards, city councils, board of supervisors, DAs, state legislatures, 
we are going to see an election massacre on a scale that we have never seen before. That's one. That's a very good thing. And two, we have a new mentality, probably your mentality, emerging on the right, beginning to emerge, I probably should say. The new right. We talk about it all the time. You see it right there on the screen. The new right. Aggressive, anti-communist, playing offense. And these people are beginning to rise, which is great. But here is the problem. As we have this new aggressive strain of the right rising, and then we, we're going to have the power to do things, the communists are not going to be our biggest enemy. The old right, and frankly, the losing mentality will be our biggest enemy. Because you and me, we've been taught our entire lives to complain about what they're doing, and then at the mere suggestion of us actually doing something with the power we gain, we're taught to say, no, that wouldn't be right. That's, that's against our principles. You hear that word all the time. It would be against our principles. We can't, that's not who we are. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you said that? That losing mentality is going to kill us if we don't get rid of it. We must develop a winning mentality. Now, a great example of this is what's happening in Florida as we speak right now. And on multiple levels, actually. You see Florida passed the bill. You remember the bill. They passed this bill, and the bill simply said, don't talk about sex to kindergartners. It was, it was K through three or something like that. Pre-K through three, don't talk about sex to kindergartners. The left, mainly in Florida, freaked out about it. And person after person after person, I don't know what they are, men or women, because you can't tell anymore. People who teach children in Florida begin to put out videos online complaining that they weren't allowed to talk to your kindergartner about chopping his penis off. This account libs of TikTok on Twitter, wonderful account, God bless this human being, decided to start exposing these. Well, that has the left so petrified that these videos have been exposed, that you've seen them. You've seen them right here on the show. That as the left so petrified, they're now going after this person and their family members. Remember that whole story about the Washington Post from yesterday? That is wonderful. They're on their heels. So what is the temptation for the right, for the old right, the loser mentality? Hey, let's back off. We don't, we don't need to push it. Let's back off. Let me ask you something. When you see this video of this monster who was talking about relationships with children, and you find out that once libs of TikTok exposed this video, this person lost their job, does that make you happy or sad? I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups, like Before You Act, um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, but using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to it doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. I know. As soon as you're done vomiting, we can talk. You done? That person lost their job.
Are you happy about that? If you are, you're part of the new right. If that makes you uncomfortable that we expose that person, well, not we, it was libs of TikTok and whatnot. If you, that makes you uncomfortable that the new right exposed that person and got that person fired, you have a loser mentality. And that's actually not me calling you a loser. I'm not trying to be mean right now. I'm trying to let you know. Mentalities are things that you learn over time and you must let that go. We have the communists on their heels. They're on their heels in many different ways. Today, this is a great example of it. Today, Heavy D, Ron DeSantis in Florida, and the state Senate, they got together and they decided Disney, who has declared war on the Republican Party and Ron DeSantis ever since they told teachers they couldn't do this, they decided Disney, they shouldn't have this special tax-exempt status that they've had since 1967. Well, here's Heavy D talking about it. But I am announcing today that we are expanding the call of what they are going to be considering this week. And so, yes, they will be considering the congressional map, but they also will be considering termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968. And that includes the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Now, let me ask you the ultimate question. We all know what that was. Obviously, he's removing all the special districts, but we all know what that was. That was Heavy D and the Republican Florida State Legislature declaring war on Disney after Disney declared war on them, attacking them, attacking their bottom line. How do you feel about that? You can be honest with me or yourself. You don't have to tell me. I'm not your dad. How do you feel about that? Does it make you uncomfortable to watch a state government attack a corporation? Maybe it does. You haven't been raised that way. That hasn't been your culture on the right. That hasn't been my culture on the right. But that's losing mentality. That corporation declared war on the Republican Party. That corporation dedicated itself to make sure pedophiles and groomers will be able to educate your child and indoctrinate your child sexually in a way that's disgusting. The Republican Party returning fire, the right returning fire and attacking them back is the only path forward. And if you don't agree with that, you have a loser mentality still. Doesn't mean you're a loser. Doesn't mean you're hopeless. But it does mean you're one of the people who needs a gigantic mentality change on the right. Because once we gain these election wins in the 2022 We need to do a lot more of that, not a lot less. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We have a great show for you tonight. The great Julie Kelly is joining us next. The administrative state weaponized against you. We'll talk to her about that. Now, there's something else you need to do as well. You need to be able to be assured that you're protected online. Are you? And I'm talking actually about your home title. I'm not talking about your identity or anything right now. I'm talking about your home title. Are you protected? You see, your home title is online. If you own a home, that title is online. And they are going after these home titles. These cyber thieves, scumbags are going after them hard. This is the cyber crime sweeping the country. If they get your home title, they'll take loans out against it and you will be evicted from your home. Go to hometitlelock.com right now and sign up. They'll detect any tampering and shut it down immediately. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. 
Well, things haven't changed on this show. As I've said a thousand times, and I maintain the most dangerous thing happening, not just in America, in the West today, is the governments of the West aiming their ire at their own citizens. And that is happening here, and it's happening in a very, very, very bad way in this country. We must take on the weaponized administrative state, or none of the rest of this stuff matters. Joining me now is my friend, the great Julie Kelly, and author of the book, January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Okay, Julie, let's actually begin there, because your reporting on this has been second to none. Where do we stand with the January 6th stuff? I think people don't realize there are still people rotting in jail. That's exactly right. So, Jesse, there are about 800 Americans who face criminal charges related to the four-hour disturbance at the Capitol on January 6th. The FBI is arresting new people every single week. I think they're trying to get to 1,000 total criminal defendants as some sort of talking point for the Democrats during the 2022 midterm elections. But, yes... There are dozens of men still being held under pretrial detention orders. Some, Jesse, have been incarcerated going on 15 months as this DOJ, with the full complicity of judges on the D.C. District Court, keep moving their trials into late this year and in some cases early 2023, which means some of these men will be incarcerated almost two years before they can even go to trial convicted of not a single crime, um, but act, but languishing as political prisoners in Joe Biden's America. Okay, Julie, I have to ask a stupid question, but as you know, I'm stupid, so I can do that. Uh, <laughs> these guys who are rotting there, I understand the D.C. Circuit Court. I understand we're dealing with a bunch of scumbag communists that are, that are doing this. I understand all that. However... There's no legal recourse? That, that's, that's against the law to just lock somebody up. They're, they can't sue. They can't move this thing. There's, there's no legal recourse for these guys? You can't do this in America. It is such a rigged system, Jesse, in Washington, D.C. I have a piece up right now at amgreatness.com about Ethan Nordine, a Proud Boy leader. His big crime, as you know, is being a member of the Proud Boys, which Christopher Ray and DOJ considers a terrorist group, not BLM or Antifa, uh, but the Proud Boys. He's not charged with any violent crime at all, conspiracy, obstruction of an official proceeding. There's surveillance video that shows Ethan Nordine walking through open doors with Capitol Police standing right there didn't arrest him, didn't tell him he was breaking the law. He has been in jail for over a year. Judge Timothy Kelly, a Trump appointee, continues to deny his release. And then last week vacated Ethan Nordine and other Proud Boys May 18th trial date because DOJ said they weren't ready to go to trial yet and added more defendants to delay this. So now Tim Kelly, Judge Tim Kelly, is keeping Ethan Nordine and other Proud Boys also accused of no violence on January 6th, keeping them detained indefinitely, vacating their trials, letting DOJ play all sorts of games to push their trials until later this year. There's a hearing on this case tomorrow. That is just one example of how how rigged the system is between this DOJ, D.C. District Court, and then, of course, the D.C. Circuit, which refuses in almost every case to overturn the initial pretrial detention orders. 
God, it is so unjust. Uh, all right, all right. We're, we're moving on to something else where we actually looks like we might get some justice. Everyone remembers the kidnapping plot of, of Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, and you've been keeping everyone updated on how this case is completely falling apart. Now we have one of the prosecutors who just basically pieced out. Why? Right. Very interesting. So there was a filing late yesterday, Jonathan Ross, who was one of the two lead prosecutors who handled the three-week trial that resulted in the acquittal of two men and hung jury for the other two. Basically, the defense proved that the FBI entrapped these men. He withdrew from the case. Nonetheless, the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Michigan immediately announced that they will try to retry the remaining two defendants, Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr., who also, by the way, remain in jail and have been incarcerated over a year and a half, even though a jury just recently could not come to a consensus on their guilt. So this case continues to implode for the government. I don't see any way they can retry these two men forming a conspiracy. They lived a thousand miles apart in 2020. They didn't even know each other before <laughs> the FBI got involved. So I just don't see how the Justice Department is going to plan to retry this, but it looks like they are. One less prosecutor. Okay. All right, Julie, Virginia? This happened in Virginia too? What, what happened? There wasn't just one plot to kidnap and assassinate a governor uh, in 2020. The FBI also was trying to put together another plot against Virginia, a Democratic Virginia governor, Ralph Northam. There is a text that this jury didn't even get to see, Jesse, where the FBI handler tells the key FBI informant in the Whitmer case, the mission is to kill the governor specifically. This was the order, the informant, from the handler to the informant to set up some other poor guy in Virginia to try to do the same thing to him. Of course, that didn't materialize, and he was never um, he was never charged. But th this goes back to the three tweets, Trump's tweets in April of 2020. Remember, liberate Minnesota, liberate Virginia, liberate um, uh, Michigan. They used those tweets, the FBI, as a way to set up and concoct this kidnapping scheme, which, of course, was announced in early October 2020, the October surprise, FBI's October surprise to interfere in yet another presidential election to sabotage Donald Trump. Good grief. All right, Julie, now, finally, I, look, I admit I'm a cynic, but this Durham investigation thing does look like it might have some legs. I will see, but give me an update. So I'm not following this as closely as I used to. There's so many people doing great work on this Technofog and some other accounts who are, uh, who are watching this. I know there was a hearing today. I don't know what happened. But look, the filings out of John Durham's office are pretty mind-blowing, proving that he's taken this investigation very seriously, painstaking evidence uh, and motions that he has put together. And now it looks like even the Hillary Clinton campaign is intervening. Robbie Mook, apparently, from what I read, testified under oath, under penalty of perjury, that no, we hired Perkins Coie to give us legal advice. Well, we know that's a lie. Glenn Simpson at Fusion GPS wrote about it in his book. So um, this is really getting messy for all the Democrats are gonna start turning on each other. Uh, but kudos to John Durham uh, at putting this case together, very painstakingly detailed evidence. And let's hope, Jesse, this results in a legitimate conspiracy case to defraud the United States, what the, this cabal did to this country in 2016 and 2017. Julie, on that vein, or on that subject, I, I guess I should say, 
do you view Hillary or Barack Obama's fingerprints being more on this government and all the corruption in the government? I don't tie it back to Joe. It, it always seems to go back to one of those two. Who's more right. responsible for all this garbage? Has to definitely be Barack Obama. Look at the Justice Department, for example. Lisa Monaco, a longtime Obama loyalist who is his last Homeland Security advisor, now runs this U.S. Justice Department. She is the deputy AG, but really she is the Andrew Weissman of the Mueller probe, right? Merrick Garland is like Joe Biden, Robert Mueller. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. But Lisa Monaco, the deputy, is the one pulling all the strings. She is loyal to Obama, always has been. She was part of the Russian collusion hoax. She was a CNN contributor uh, in between these presidencies, routinely blasting Donald Trump. She brought up the Logan Act against Mike Flynn. So this is a continuation of what Obama's DOJ, FBI, and people like Lisa Monaco started in 2016. She's planning on finishing it, which could be, of course, some sort of criminal charge against Donald Trump by the end of this year. Julie Kelly, go read all her stuff I do. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Jesse. All right, we have some border numbers and they're not good. Brandon Judd's gonna join us next and talk about that. Before we get to that though, let's talk about something good. Let's talk about something that kills viruses and mold in your home. Something that makes your home smell good all the time. Something that cured my allergies. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Yes, it's an air purifier, but it's not what you think. When I think air purifier, I think about those big towers, big loud towers, you know. It's just this little black box. goes right in the outlet in the wall, and it's miraculous. I've never had anything like it. And you don't even have to replace a filter. It's not even that loud. You hardly even know what's there. And they have a three-pack, because I own three of them. They have a three-pack for sale for my viewers. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE. And that gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. In case you don't know, we still have one of the largest human trafficking operations in the history of mankind operating on this planet. It happens to be operating, well, here in America right here on our southern border. We have March numbers, and they're not good. 221,303 3, 221, migrants were encountered last month. That is a 33% increase over the month before. Joining me now, Brandon Judd, president of the National Border, Border Patrol Council. Brandon, these numbers are, they honestly, they defy belief. I, I, it's like the country's just going to fill up by the time Joe Biden's done with this administration. Yeah, I would have thought that this administration met its um, reached its ceiling back in July of last year when we had 212,000 apprehensions. This administration seems like they don't care how many people enter our country illegally. On top of the apprehensions, you also have to remember, we also had more than 64,000 gotaways on top of that. So, yeah, we're seeing numbers that we've just never seen before in the history of the Border Patrol. Um, there's nothing but chaos on the border, and, and frankly, cartels, they own the border right now. The Border Patrol does not. Okay. Explain that. What does that mean, they own the border and we do not? Why does that happen? How does that happen? You know, the, the visual that you're showing right now, all of these people that cross the border illegally, what's happening is, is the cartels, they flood Border Patrol's resources 
with large groups of illegal immigrants. Once they do that, we're then pulled out of the field. We have to respond to that area. We have to take those individuals in custody. We then have to transport them back to the station. We have to process them or do administrative duties. That pulls agents out of the field. When they pull agents out of the field, that's when they're able to cross their higher value products, whether that's opioids, fentanyl, cocaine, criminal aliens, aliens from special interest countries. They create these gaps in our coverage and by creating those gaps, that's when they get their uh, higher value products across. And that's what's killing so many of our U.S. citizens. And what's so disappointing about that is this administration's responsibility is to protect its citizens. Um, but rather than doing that, they're pandering to open border base, their open border base, and continuing to destabilize everything that's taking place on the border. Okay, Brendan, can you help me help me understand something, or at least help everybody watching? People, when people think about cartels, obviously they know they're bad, they're murderous, all those things. But I think people don't understand the level of technological sophistication these guys have now when it comes to comms and coordination and other things. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, please? Yeah, absolutely. So cartels, you know, as bad as that sounds, they're actually businesses. They're illegal businesses, but they're businesses. And they're in, they're in business to make a lot of money. And what they and with all that money that they're making, they buy up all of this technology, whether it's radios, scanners, um, um, drones. You know, they, they have an awful lot of technology that allows them to monitor what law enforcement is doing, and then they react based upon what law enforcement is doing. They also use rudimentary um, um, ways to to monitor us. They'll sit outside the border patrol stations and watch how many vehicles. Um, drive out of the station. How many um, how many agents we're putting into the field at any given time? They have observation posts in, in mountains where they watch um, border patrol agents. And once an agent takes a group into custody, creates that gap, then they they use um, their other technology, whether it's cell phones or radios, uh, to to uh, contact the smugglers, which then brings the the drugs across in the United States. It's a very sophisticated operation. And it's a business. They're there to generate a profit. Illegal, but it is a business. All right, I, I want to backtrack a little bit to something you said a little bit earlier, how they'll flood it with illegal immigrants and then they're bringing drugs and whatnot across. But you mentioned other countries. What other countries? And it was my understanding at least a while ago that the cartels would be more reluctant to take in people from other countries because they worried it would escalate you, the United States of America's response. Was I wrong then or have things changed? In what countries? No, you're absolutely correct. In, in years past, the cartels were very reluctant to bring um, people from special interest countries into the United States. But this administration simply doesn't care about what's going on on the border. And so these cartels have been emboldened to do a lot of different things that they haven't done in the past. When we talk about special interest countries, you're talking about countries that want to do us harm. Um, you're talking about the nations of Syria, um, Iraq, Iran, um, you know, Yemen, all of these different countries that want to do us harm. Um, these uh these cartels are now emboldened to bring them into the United States. And when, you know, everybody focuses on how many apprehensions we have. And, and that's, it's important to look at that. But what they don't focus on is they don't focus on the gotaways. So we're apprehending between seven to 8,000 people every single day right now. But on top of that, there's about 2,000 gotaways. We don't know who these people are, where they're coming from, what their intentions are in the United States. And that is the scary aspect to border security. 
Okay, the people we are catching, and obviously, as you pointed out, the cartel is making us catch a bunch of them. Where are they coming from? I mean, there's a way of thinking that uh, they're all from Mexico, which is not necessarily even close to the case anymore. Where are they coming from? And when I, when I started my career back in 1997, 95% of the people that we were dealing with were from Mexico. You had a few that were from uh, Central America. Uh, sometimes you get people from Brazil, but the vast majority of everybody was coming from, was from Mexico. Now we're dealing with 157 different countries. Uzbekistan, <sighs> Gambia, Eritrea. We're dealing with people from all over the, the world. These are not just cartels that operate in Mexico anymore. These are transnational criminal organizations. They go into other countries, they advertise their services. They tell people that they'll get them to the United States, pay them several thousands of dollars, they'll get them to the United States. And even if they're, if, if they're arrested by the border patrol, doesn't matter, they're gonna be released. And that's how they advertise their services. And that's how they're able to get so much clientele and generate so much profit. Okay, finally, let's hopefully focus on something good here. 26 GOP governors have decided to launch something called a, a border strike force. What does that mean? What can it actually do? It can do an awful lot, and I'm grateful to these governors. I'm grateful that they're stepping to the plate and doing what the federal government refuses to do. Um, like Governor Abbott, uh, what they do is when our resources are pulled out of the field, they then step in and they enforce state and local laws. They can't enforce federal laws. They don't have the, the jurisdiction, the, the authority to do that. But what they can do is they can enforce state and local laws. So if traffic violations are committed, they can pull vehicles over. And if they find drugs, great. If they find um, illegal immigrants, great. Then they call um, the US Border Patrol or ICE and they go out there and they, they take those people into custody. So there's a lot that these governors can in fact do by just enforcing state and local laws um, which then can fill in the gaps that the, these cartels create when they flood us with illegal immigrants. Brandon, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. All right. We're not done yet. We got more. Before we bring in my friend Brian Dean Wright, giving us an update on what's going on out there, let's talk about you protecting yourself. I'm not a technology guy. Everyone knows that. And it took me the longest time to realize my emails are not secure. Your emails are not safe. The people who hate you more than anything, they're reading them. They're gathering your data. They're selling your data. Get secure comms. Get secure emails. S-E-K-U-R. This company, based in Switzerland. So American laws can't touch them. And they're not gathering your data and selling your data. $7.50 a month. If you go to secure.com, secure with a K, and use the promo code JESSE, $7.50 a month, and you can actually have secure email. That's worth it. Go to secure.com and sign up. We'll be back. Joining me now is my friend Brian Dean Wright, and I hope you're already listening to his podcast because it's become a daily listen for me. I'm a subscriber. It gets me updated in less than 20 minutes on what's happening. The president's daily brief. So, Brian, let's get to this right off the bat. 
Russia, Ukraine's hardly in the news at all anymore. At least it's hardly in my forefront. Okay, the nightly news will run a little expose on this city might fall, Russia might do this. But for the most part, let's be honest, most people have moved on. What's happening? Well, a very, very big story out of our vision of weaponry in Ukraine. What we're hearing is that the Biden administration is providing all these weapons, but can't actually crack them, is not cracking. So basically, we're getting our weapons to Poland. Poland then, uh, once they arrive, Ukraine picks them up, takes them back into Kiev or parts unknown, and we lose control of them. The scary part of that, of course, generally it's scary, but specifically, Stinger missiles. We're providing the Ukrainians these missiles that are shoulder-launched, that can, that can bring down helicopters or any low-flying uh, airplanes, for instance, such as commercial airliners. We had this fear and this problem we, when we provided the same kinds of weapons to the Taliban or their equivalent of back the 1980s to take down the Soviet Union. So we have a huge, huge concern on our hands. Right now, we are spreading these weapons throughout Ukraine. We're not tracking them. I think that this is going to come back to bite us. It has in the past, and it's going to be a nasty, nasty headline when it does. And we're going to have nobody to blame but ourselves, or should I say, the Pentagon is going to have no one to blame but themselves, and so too Joe Biden. Well, Brian, I'm going to have to challenge you on that. When has us provided weapons for somebody and not tracking them ever come back to bite us? I can't think of anything. <laughs> no, history started today. There is no history. <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, let's dwell on that for a moment. What happened in Syria? Well, we uh, backed a lot of uh, what I will call moderate Islamic extremists, and we provided them a bunch of weapons. And it turns out that those folks weren't exactly moderate. And it turns out that we weren't able to track those weapons either. So those weapons are ending up in black markets around the world. We're also seeing that, by the way, in Kabul. I don't know if you recall, a few months ago, we retreated from Afghanistan. And so a bunch of that weaponry either ended up, of course, creating the new military for the Taliban, both its army and its air force, or those weapons are being sold in markets in Kabul or to people in uh, uh, Pakistan. So it's a big issue. We are gonna see this in, in not just uh, Ukraine, it's gonna spread into Europe. These weapons are going into Europe, Eastern Europe in particular, and it's gonna fuel a whole bunch of uh, conflicts around the world, and we are not wrestling or even acknowledging that reality. No, I'm excited I went to work today to, to be the biggest arms dealer in the world. That, that, that definitely makes me feel good. Now, Brian, let's move on to something a little bit different here. Uh, Joe Biden, he's not doing well. Everyone knows he's not doing well. This Biden administration is now talking about student loan forgiveness, and you're going to have to forgive me if, if I don't see that as a political ploy. Look, uh, the average student loan uh, is at $37,000 right now. It's a lot of money. About 40 million people uh, is taking part of these programs. What the Joe Biden administration wants to do at first uh, is the deferrals, which we've seen, but they're not talking about cancellation, all right? So this is a big deal, over a trillion dollars worth of money that would be forgiven. But what I don't hear, and, and I don't think anybody has heard this president or frankly anybody on the left talk about, is that we already have a student loan forgiveness program, uh, and that is joining the United States military, the army, and sorry, I know you don't want people to join the army, God bless them, but okay. nevertheless, $60,000, you can get uh, your loans forgiven up to that amount where you have that same number in the Navy, uh, the Coast Guard, bless our hearts, you can uh, get some of your loans uh, forgiven that way. The point is, we, we don't ask people, nor do we have a national conversation about actually being of service to your country, right? We, we've heard this, at least in years gone by, but we don't so much anymore. It's just give me, 
right? So we, we've lost that Jack Kennedy spirit of, of asking not what my country can do for me, but what I can do for my country. And that's the, the conversation that I wish we would be having. That's what I talk about in the podcast, because I think most Americans understand, look, we, we shouldn't be giving away uh, all of these this stuff to various students. Students should be giving back to their country, and then we'll talk about it. The podcast is the President's Daily Brief. You can download it at any place you get your podcast. Thank you, Brian. You betcha. All right. It's time to lighten the mood with Dome. Next. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. Are you ready to feel better about something? I am. I know I know you don't like Joe Biden. I know he's embarrassing, he's been a failure, I know all those things, and I know he has a difficult time getting through sentences, but pick your chin up. As soon as Joe Biden retires after the midterms, that's my prediction, remember, we get to have President Dome. And that doesn't mean we have an end to hilarious sound bites where a human being can't get sentences out or sounds weird when they do. If anything, you could make the argument that accelerates. I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary space is. Whether it is satellites that orbit the Earth, humans that land on the moon, or telescopes that peer into the furthest reaches of the universe. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. The fellas may have done a little editing on that. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. 
daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.